0: Cassandra. Hello. How's it going? Good. For the uninitiated, please tell us a little bit about what you do.
1: Okay, so I do a few things. Mm -hmm. Um, What do I do? I am a musician, Um, I'm a songwriter, I'm a singer, I'm also by day uh, a public high school teacher.
0: Oh, wow, I didn't know that.
1: Oh you didn't? I didn't oh, know yeah. that you were a
0: high school teacher. Hell yeah.
1: Oh, oh my. Oh yeah.
0: It's Sounds like... st- stressful.
1: Um it is. It is. But you know, it's fine. And I'm glad like I mean right now I'm very grateful to have a job. Yeah. So, um so yeah, so that's what I do by day. It's my day job. Mm-hmm. And uh by night or it's all mixed up now. So, I mean, I do both things. So I'm like singer, songwriter. I also am a whistler. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm from L.A., born and raised.
2: Nice.
0: I a- uh,
1: grew up in Venice.
0: Oh, wow. How was it growing up in Venice, right next to the beach?
1: You know, yeah, it was cool. I mean, like, it was so different. I mean, everyone who grew up in Venice says this, but, like... I grew up in Venice in the nineties and like it was dangerous and mm. it's like the amount that it's gentrified is so crazy. Mm. Um, it's just like, doesn't really <laughs> resemble where I grew up. I don't know. It's very, it's very strange, but um, yeah, I mean, that's where I'm from. Actually from LA. I'm Damn.
0: A beautiful- unicorn <laughs> yeah I'm from like greater LA but not like LA proper I grew up in Simi Valley which
1: you,
0: you may or may not be familiar with
1: I love Simi Valley <laughs>
0: why would anyone love Simi
1: Valley <laughs> I don't know where's the movie um where's the movie Encino Man set? oh Encino right
0: yeah probably
1: I don't know what's Simi Valley from oh Clueless
0: is there a clueless scene in See Me?
1: Um, no, but I, I. Shoot, I might be wrong.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, but I think. Have you seen Clueless?
0: I've seen it, but it's been so long. I was like 10 years old when I saw it.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I only know every line because I watched it like maybe a thousand times as Perfect. like a preteen.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: but there's this. She goes to this party. I think, yeah, she goes to a party. And she calls her dad from a pay phone or something to pick her up. And her dad's like, where are you? And she's like, I'm in Simi Valley. I think that is <laughs> the only thing I know about Simi Valley, like, off the top of my head. And I could be wrong. Yeah,
0: anyway. it's, you know, it's it's suburbia. It's like, it's Santa Clarita with less money, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. So you have a single coming out beginning of I june do. Right?
1: oh my god i do have a single coming out Yeah. tell me
0: tell me about this single that's coming okay. out.
1: okay i will totally tell you about the single so so a while ago um i well i've always had this like really weird relationship with social media um yep. i mean so is everybody I, it's so strange totally. like i don't know and i feel like we sort of started to exist. I mean, and I don't know about like pandemic life because everything is, you know, from before times, BT.
0: But... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Are we going to have a new like BC, yeah. AD, and then BT. like BC, like before <laughs> that's to so me, funny the
1: before times BT. It's yeah. all from BT, but like in BT, I start to feel like what, like, I feel like everyone is doing things for the sake of like posting them. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm making a cake, but I'm going to post it. So like, yeah. people tell me how cute the cake is. Or like, I'm gonna, you know, I don't know. I just think people are, I'm going to go out with my friends and then I'm going to post it. And then,
2: yeah.
1: and I feel like there's this culture. I'm going to go to Coachella, which I mean. I wish we could right now, but like I'm going to go and like post a bunch of pictures and then like everyone's going to know that I'm here and then everyone who's not here is probably going to feel bad Mm. or like, I'm going to go to the super bloom and like take a, you know, whatever. And so then it became like, what's the point of doing something if you can't post it? Yeah. You know? And so it's sort of like a chicken, like eating its own head. No. Is it a snake? It's just like, what's the point? (laughs) Like, what's the point of doing anything anymore? So I had this, this line came to me, like, we're always missing out on everything. Like, from, mm. so literally since we're born, there's always something else going on that could probably be better than what we're currently doing. So that line came to me and that that's the chorus. From the moment we're born until we are no more, we're always missing out on everything. Like, it just feels like there's something better going on yeah. that that we could be participating in. So... Yeah, and I feel like so. The single's is called Super and uh, I have a bunch of friends and she go every year to wherever it is. Can I curse on this?
0: You can 100% fucking say whatever you want.
1: Great, great. So everyone is like fucking going to the Super Bloom, and like, yay, here I am with the puppies. And every year, I always forget about it, or I miss it, or I never remember in time. Totally. And, By the time I'm like, I should go. All the poppies are gone and dried up. Mm. But then I thought, like, do I even want to go to see the poppies or do I just want to take a picture? Mm. You know? So that's where that song came from. Mm. It sounds kind of like it's sort of inspired by Harry Nelson, one of my faves, like weird, quirky 70s, and also kind of like a little country Um, and – the, there's this like really like groovy solo at the end. It's sort of like seventies vibe. It's like hell yeah, like sort of like country, but then like a little acid trippy at the end. But the lyrics are about social media and how mm. how it's fucked my mind.
0: Yeah, it's a strange thing to have to uh, negotiate with the whole social media thing. You know what I saw recently was that animated movie, The Point. That Harry Nelson Yes,
1: Nilsson did, yes. Oh, it's so great.
0: Blew my mind. I went from not knowing who Harry Nelson was to just being completely in love.
1: Oh, I mean, if you are a songwriter, yeah, you will love him. Like, there's no way you can't love Harry Nelson. He's like ahead of his time. Incredible, incredible voice too. Yeah. Like, what? Like, oh my god. I mean, just every single thing about him. He like did all of these pioneering things.
2: Yeah.
1: he was so strange. Um, was like best friends with John Lennon. Right. I mean, yeah. and they would just like party all around LA
2: <laughs> and like,
1: I mean, just like legendary, legendary man. Yeah. I also happen to my friend uh, Bobby is, and I also now I'm friends with his son, Kifo, Kifo Nelson, who's really awesome. Cool. And sometimes he puts together these Harry Nelson tribute shows. Well, Oh wow when there are shows and there was one, um, a dynasty typewriter last year yeah. where, um, he, we played, and I actually sang on this show. He played all of the point. Yeah. Um, and it was really cool. Cause there were many Nilsons in the audience.
0: Damn. That's wild.
1: It was wild. Back I've, when we, before times could have shows.
0: Yeah. I've still never been to dynasty typewriter. Is that in cool. downtown?
1: Um, yeah, it's, it's sort of near, oh my god, okay, I don't, I'm really bad at directions, but I oh, do know it's near Mac, MacArthur Park.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think? No. Oh my god, where is it? It's right next to a park. Oh my god, this is embarrassing.
0: No. Oh, you're totally <laughs> nowhere.
1: I'm so I'll bad at uh... The thing is, it's embarrassing because I'm from LA, like, it's why it's embarrassing.
0: Well, it's like, we never have to practice knowing where something is because we just put it in our phones so like it's not it's not surprising that none of us know like where stuff is because we just we just google no. maps it
1: well some people it comes easier to them like my boyfriend for example is always uh. like oh yeah the cross street is this and this and we're facing east and I'm like where's I don't know where's the ocean like I don't know where yeah. I am I never know yeah. where I am like in space at any point in time
2: but yeah, oh well yeah.
1: Anyway, yeah, Dynasty's cool. It's very much like dope. a little theater.
0: Dope, dope, dope. How did you? Uh, how did you make this this single? Did you make it with a producer? Did you? Uh...
1: Yeah. So, um, my very good friend Joe Barry. It's actually part of an album that I'm going to be releasing later this yeah. year. Um, oh. And my friend Joe Barry, who is also in M83, uh, oh. is producing the album. And so he, he's, he has a very like trippy wacky sensibility. Nice. And, um, yeah. And I got, I had like some people in my band play on it. I had, um, this amazing guitar player shred Her name is Gretel and she fucking cool. shreds at the end. It, like Hell
2: yeah.
1: it's, she's really amazing. Um, mm-hmm yeah this guy zephyr played you know zephyr
0: yeah yeah i'm not great friends with it. zephyr but i run into him from time to time yeah
1: zephyr played on it uh Brajesh played on it perfect i've played with Brajesh for a long time he's he's a good a good homie we saw your show together actually
0: i love Brajesh. yeah Thank thanks for coming i I remember exactly what both you and Brajesh said to me after the show so oh I really appreciate you being there yeah <laughs> Yeah, you were like, you were like, you got to take this on a college tour. Play it somewhere. Play it anywhere.
1: I mean, I still believe that. Me and Rajesh were both just thank like you. blown away. We were like, what? Uh, we, we were like, yeah, oh, let's do this show. We should go. And then we were like, oh my god, this mm, is remarkable. It was really thank cool. Thank you, thank
0: yeah. you, thank you. It means a lot. It really does. It's
1: true. It's true.
0: And we played once together with Elias Vasquez.
1: Think, oh my God, that, that was sick. fun. <laughs> Wait, weren't we like playing on the steps of CSUN? Yep. yep. We're playing on the steps for like some ceremony or something, and then there was like these protesters.
0: Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> they were. Uh, was it the Was it like the LGTBQA plus? Community of Sea protesting like some rally.
1: Um, I have no idea what it like. I don't know. We were literally <laughs> just set up on the steps of Sea Like I was yeah. like singing Amy Winehouse covers. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> he's like protesters coming through, screaming. like
0: screaming,
1: screaming. <laughs> so weird. It was like maybe top ten weirdest gigs in my life.
0: Oh, was it? Did it have something to do with a rise in tuition? They were protesting a bump in tuition? Maybe. I, I like really don't remember. I had fun playing though.
1: It was a lot of fun. I had a I had a whole blast. I remember there were like two people who wandered by and they were like, oh, cool. <laughs>
0: That's how it goes.
1: That's how it goes.
0: Did you go to CSUN?
1: No, I went to UCSB. Cool. But I it's, know Elias. This is like a whole web. But I know Elias um, because of the Japanese rock star Miyavi. Oh
0: yeah, and yeah, yeah.
1: The first time I ever sang with Miyavi, Elias was playing cajon on a cover of Havana. I think he recorded a <laughs> cover of Havana, and I yeah. sang some background vocals, and Elias played cajon, yeah. and then I and that's how I met Elias cool so funny. yeah
0: very cool yeah. you are one well connected individual
1: <laughs> i guess so I you mean, have
0: lots of friends in many circles
1: i guess so i feel like well thank you i think music is such a small thing like mm. i don't know if you do it for long enough everyone is connected somehow you know totally right.
0: yeah
1: it's funny too because i i I didn't actually write my first song until I was 26. Mm. Um, Like I'd always, I actually grew up playing, uh, I grew up like singing in choir, but my main thing was I played clarinet. Cool. (laughs) Like I was really good at the clarinet, like classical clarinet. I had a clarinet teacher who was trying to convince me to audition, to go to a conservatory Mm. where I would study classical clarinet.
0: Yeah. It's heavy.
1: Um, Which I'm glad I didn't do in retrospect, but like, you know, how there's this like false premise when you're like 18 and you're like, I guess I'm not going to go to a clarinet conservatory.
2: Mm. And
1: I was like, I have to give up music forever. Mm. And that was like what I thought when I was Mm. 18. And then like in my mid twenties, I went through a really bad breakup and I was like, Oh,
2: Mm.
1: I guess I could write a song. I've never tried. And I finally sat down and did it. Um, But yeah, I was, I was a little older. So a lot of the people I know from college and stuff, I actually majored in English and creative writing at Mm. UCSB in the college of creative studies. So I don't only know musicians, I think in LA, a lot of people I know are like in journalism or like in, I, yeah, it's it's a, a wide web for sure.
0: What is it like studying creative writing? Were you focused on, like, poetry or narrative stuff or –
1: Well, I had – I went to this college, this, like, little college within UCSB called the College of Creative Studies, where we could sort of do whatever we wanted. It was, like, Hmm. very – I think – yeah, I don't even think we got grades. No, we didn't. We didn't get grades for our classes. It was very – like very free, <laughs>
2: cool.
1: So we, I just kind of like we took kind of whatever classes we wanted, and sometimes we would take regular like UCSB classes too. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was sort of like, yeah, it was very free wheeling kind of deal. So I did, I did take some poetry classes. I my main thing was like writing nonfiction pieces, which mm. like just stories and stuff about like my life. Hmm. Um, and it's so funny too, because I feel like since I've been in like, since my mid twenties, I've just really pursued music. But since quarantine started, I um, I haven't felt as inspired musically. I don't know. Like, hmm. how, how are you doing with that? Like I was thinking about it and I'm working on finishing this album. Hell so yeah. it makes sense that I don't really feel like writing right now, but I was like, Oh yeah, creative writing. Like I used to do that. I'm sort of like yeah. Missing this like artistic format That I used to really like doing yeah. Are you feeling inspired? How are you feeling in terms of writing songs?
2: Uh,
0: I don't feel well um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you not writing a song every day?
0: I've been writing maybe like two Two, three a week Something what? like that Shut the yeah.
1: fuck up yeah. What? Yeah what do you mean you're not feeling well? That's crazy. Oh, I
0: I'm I'm when when you first started when you first started uh when you first started reacting, I thought that you were angry that I wasn't writing more. But are you saying <laughs> that you're happy that I've been writing so much? <laughs> okay, I understand. Um so for me like I part of the 365 project and then also like my 365 project was paired with this like ultra running thing where
1: Oh yeah, I remember.
0: Yeah, where I was just really trying to drill into my brain like the the idea of endurance and like doing like the value of doing something when I don't feel like it. Yeah, um yeah. so I, you know, writing writing like two or three times a week For me is like, I don't feel very inspired to do that, but it's interesting because sometimes, um, sometimes I'll feel very not inspired and I'll sit down and I'll write something that's like really good but I'm still like not inspired and it's really difficult to write it. And then a month later or three months later, I'll like revisit the song again and be like, fuck, like, this is cool. I'm glad I, I'm glad I sat down and did this. Um,
1: For me, I think like, I just don't like, I don't know what to write about mm -hmm. right now. Like, what is there, what is there to say? I feel like I'm also doing, um, the artist's way with a hell couple,
0: yeah. I dig that couple, shit.
1: Yeah. With a couple of friends. And, uh, one of the things is like, be aware of your negative blurts about your, your artistic journey. Yeah. And my thing right now is I'm just like, like, what do people want to hear? Like, hmm. I don't know. I just feel so strange writing. I, I feel like right now I don't have, I don't know. Like, does someone want to hear a heartbreak song right now? Like, Mm. I don't know, like, what – I think that also part of the artist's way – anyway, that's a, a negative thought that I'm having, which is not yeah. true. I Another thing you. about the artist's way is that, like, as an artist, you have, like, you know, a divine reason for making your art. You have a purpose. It has a purpose. Your art has a purpose. Yeah. And I I know that's true. But right now in quarantine, I'm just like, I don't – I feel very um, at a loss a little bit musically.
0: I hear you. Um, what about, uh, like, w- what What do you want to hear yourself right?
1: Yeah. I mean.
0: And it's also okay to, like, not want to hear anything, too.
1: Yeah. I'm just mostly listening to podcasts, I think, like everybody. Mm, I hear you. Which is uh, very smart of you to do a podcast, man.
0: Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been working on this for a while. Actually, I started, oh, yeah. um, I started recording live podcasts at my house in November. And I had like, 20 backlogged before. Mm-hmm. That's not true. That is a gross over exaggeration. It was 16. That's the exact number. I just lied to you on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, rounded up. I rounded up, man. Those extra four that just were not in existence. No. Nope. Um, so uh, I had sixteen like backlogged, and um, and then I was I was just ready to like pull the trigger and start posting some of them, and then quarantine happened, and it was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to have people over for a while. I might as well just start doing on doing them on Zoom.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, so now I'm doing it on zoom and, uh, I really enjoy like the conversations I have with people. Um, the amount of work it is, is like, I keep, I keep going back and forth on like whether or not I'll continue the podcast, not because I don't like doing it, but just because, uh, it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, you know, Writing and recording music is also takes a lot of work. Also a so. lot
1: of work. It's all a lot of work.
0: I know. It's crazy.
1: Damn. Yeah. But yeah, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts.
0: What What podcasts have you been listening to?
1: What have I been listening to? Um. Oh, <laughs> this is embarrassing. Well, okay, okay. I I listen. I listen to the daily. That's Hell not Yeah. Person. I listen to the daily when it's not like the most apocalyptic thing ever. Yep. Uh because sometimes it's like Jesus, like yep. how I mean, I know it's not the responsibility of the news to make the world seem better when it's not good right now, but mm. I'm just like does it have to be this? It's like a joke of bad. Like mm. this is like ridiculous. Yeah. So I I listen occasionally to something that's not too coronavirus related. Yeah. Um uh, oh, Rabbit Hole is a great podcast. I also, hmm. this is embarrassing, but I do watch, um, I watch some trashy reality television.
0: Hell yeah. Love uh, is Blind? Is that your um, shit?
1: I, yeah, I watched that. That was good.
0: <laughs> ah, nice.
1: What about, what about Love it's, Island? Do you know like, that shit? It was trash, but like, it was kind of like quality trash or something. Cool. Um, Top
0: top shelf trash.
1: It was top shelf trash. It was very well done. It was (laughs) 10 episodes on Netflix. Each one was an hour long. It was very well edited. Like, it was pretty good. I watch, this is embarrassing because it's, it's very, I mean, there's so many problems with it, but I kind of watch it because I'm so fascinated. I watch The Bachelor. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: and, And The Bachelorette and... Great. There's also a different show right now that I'm watching that's associated with it called Listen to Your Heart, cool. which is all that's available right now because everything is on hiatus. Mm. So I like to listen to one, or watch one like problematic show, and then nice. uh, listen to podcasts Great. about it. Um, so yeah, that's my, that's my escape. So I do think that people are, are very into escapism right now.
0: Yeah, I've been playing a bit of video games. That's been my, like, get out of town thing. And then I've been, like, close to zero Instagram. I just, like, I've not been on it because I get on it and it just just bums me out.
1: Why does it bum you out? Let's talk about why it bums you out.
0: It bums me out because people aren't posting about shows, which is a bummer. Yeah, and know. then people are posting, like, uh, like stay-at-home okay. shows, which... Uh, yeah,
1: what do you think... Okay, let's talk about this. What is your opinion of a live stream, like, from home?
0: I think that it's something that I need to develop a better relationship with. Hmm. So I've done one... And I actually liked the experience of doing it. Like, it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but my thoughts about it, when I think about it, it, like, it bums me out because, yeah. you know, it's so much better to be playing live or whatever. But um, I think that a better way to think about it would be to put it in its own category where, like, I understand that, like, it's not a replacement for playing live. It's just, like, it's this other thing. Um. And I know that like some people like Kiefer and other musicians have been like live streaming, like in a much more kind of casual way where they'll just like play stuff and then there'll be a chat and then they're kind of talking to the chat and it's like, it's like more casual than you would ever be at a, like a, like a venue. Yeah. Which that's like another, It's it's like a different way of doing it. That might be interesting.
1: Yeah. I think like, Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. I was... I... For a long time, I did a couple of them and then I was like, ugh, I don't know, man. I already feel... Already I feel... Like playing music is like screaming into the void.
2: Yeah, I hear you.
1: (laughs) Without... Like not on a live stream. Like music is Mm -hmm. like, here I'm making some some songs. Maybe someone will hear them. And like maybe... Like... Yes, I've had songs on TV shows and stuff, Mm. which has been wonderful. Yeah. But, like, I mean, by and large, I'm making art for myself, you know? I'm an independent artist. Uh, So, like, I already feel like when I'm making something, who knows? So then, like, to be on a live stream and then there's, like, what, five people watching or something? It's just, like...
2: I hear
0: you.
1: I'm just, like, this is so dark. But I did have Mm. this idea... I'm um, writing my morning pages from the artist's way.
0: I love other. that shit.
1: <laughs> it's so good. You should totally do it. I love that
0: shit. I have done it.
1: <laughs> I think I, everyone's like dabbled.
0: I've, I've, I've done artist's way. I love it.
1: Yeah. So I had this idea in my morning pages where I was like, oh, I'm cooking a lot.
2: Mm.
1: So maybe I could like cook something and then put it in the oven and then play yep. songs while it cooks. And, then, idea. and then when it's done... Like take the thing out and show it to people because I was like, I'm. I don't want. It's just so fake and strange, and I wanted to make it more authentic to myself. Yeah. yeah. So I did it last weekend, and it was sort of a shit show.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: Well, I was really excited because I was like, "Oh my god! I had this amazing idea. It's so authentic to me. Totally it's really authentic. Yeah." <laughs> It is. It's a great idea.
0: It's a wonderful idea. It
1: combines two things I love. And I guess the other thing my issue with live streaming is like, why would I tune in? But if you're watching someone make something that, you know, is an end product, that's more of a motivation that's cooler to me. Yeah. So I decided to make this galette,
2: Mm.
1: which is like, it's like a pastry and it's like it has a crust and you roll out the crust and then you put fruit in the middle and you bake it. So I'd never made it before. So I started to make the galette and it was like actually really hard to make. Like I made it with these peaches and I couldn't Mm. like peel the peaches. Like the pits weren't coming out of the peaches and I was doing it on this live stream. Mm. But like no one was watching and I was like, I just, I'm just going to keep making this galette. And then I rolled out the crust and then the whole crust fell apart. And I was like, I don't know why I'm, like what's more upsetting to me the fact that this like i'm baking this thing that's falling apart or the fact that no one is watching yeah and i was just like i don't know which is worse
0: (laughs) yeah i hear you
1: like it was so stupid and then i finally put it in the oven and i played some songs and then it came out and it was cool but like i mean yeah it was just like it was very funny
0: yeah. Uh, one thing you might do is like watch. H- have you watched a lot of musicians live streams?
1: Uh, no.
0: Yeah, you might check <laughs> some out just to see like it'll give you ideas for what you're into, what you're not into. Like um, yeah, please, I've yeah. I've really liked a lot of uh, Ben Gibbard's mm. live streams. Like it's been really cool to see him play in a much more like casual setting and yeah. glenn Hansard did something for his birthday and like that was that was really great to watch
2: hmm.
0: i think that i think that it is possible to have like a positive experience with it uh, yeah. we all just kind of need to figure out like how we want to use it
1: yeah i think that i still think my idea is good i think i just hundred percent a, a little more practice and like I don't know. I think the idea of doing one thing at the same time every week yeah. is like, well, you know, just force me to play. So I don't forget how to play the guitar. And totally, you know, so yeah. I, I think maybe more people will watch if I'm like, Hey, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah,
0: it's hard. It's hard to be like, Oh, no one's watching. But at the same right. time, like, it's that whole thing of like, you want people to see it, but then you're also doing it because you want to do it. But I mean, it's
1: impossible also- to divorce like your watching of the stream from the stream and you playing music. Like, totally. you, you're just like hyper aware of what's going on and who's watching you and like how you look. And mm. it just is very weird and like self conscious.
0: Yeah, yeah even like doing the podcasts on here on zoom like when people would come over people would just come over and we'd sit at the table and like 10 minutes in we'd forget that there was microphones or a yeah, camera or yeah. anything it's just like but here with the you know with the zoom it's like the whole time it's very obvious that we're on the internet
1: yeah you're on the internet <laughs> and you're aware that's why i didn't want to see myself i'm also for yeah. teaching i'm doing some form of zoom classes like yeah twice a day mm. for like an hour mm. like every day of the week so i get very like zoom fatigued yeah which is why i was just like i don't even want to look at myself on this thing like just yeah. you know
0: yeah I, um yeah. i need to use a restroom really quick
1: Ooh, i'll do it too
0: so i'm gonna do that and then we'll be back <laughs> cool and, and we're back from our little break I am interested. I know it's a bummer. I'm interested to hear more about the teaching on Zoom stuff. I've been teaching online lessons on Zoom, and it's quite a headache.
1: You're teaching guitar?
0: Yeah, guitar and then a little piano.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's very weird. Like, it's very, I mean, weird. Like, LAUSD. Mm-hmm. The superintendent said that no student can fail because oh. they're not signing in because a lot of families are, you know, who knows what's going on, the pandemic, the internet, what, you know, there's a lot of factors, but he said that publicly that no, no kid can get an F. And I think some kids, when they heard that were like, oh, okay. So like, I'm like, Hey guys, here's going to be online at this time. Like, come on. And I'm I, teaching but it's really hard to get kids like all of them to sign on like you know normally you'd have what like 20 30 kids um but it's it's just hard to get them to get them online Mm -hmm. so so yeah so i mean it's been fine with the kids who do sign on uh but it's it's a real struggle to get kids there Mm. yeah
2: yeah
0: i could imagine if i was in high school I probably wouldn't be showing up either.
1: <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, fuck yeah, vacation!
0: Yeah, like high school me. Like current me, if I'm in school and I'm doing something, for sure I'd be there. But high school yeah.
1: me, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I asked one of my students the other day, because I oh. wanted to like do a little joke thing for them. I was like, what's something that I always say in class? Like what's a thing that I say a lot? Like like do I have like a catchphrase? Like tell me what I'm like. And she's like, honestly, I don't remember being in school. She just doesn't.
0: Oh my god, that's super dark.
1: It's been like two months and I don't remember anything but this is basically wow. what she said. Isn't that crazy? Like in when you're a teenager. Yeah. When you're a teenager, you know, like two days ago is like a year ago. So imagine imagine being like 16 right now (laughs) and you're in school and there is no school. Like everyone is just, what is life? I mean, Mm. it's it's really crazy. So I think everyone is just doing the best they can.
0: Yeah, totally. You know? Are you an English teacher? Is that what you do?
1: Yes, I am.
0: Cool. I try to
1: keep it separate. I feel like teaching music would bum me out i think yeah uh
0: yeah yeah it can (laughs) it can at times yeah yeah i mean sometimes i really love it um but a lot of the times um it's rare to find students that are excited about the same things that i'm excited about So an experience that I'll have pretty often is we'll get into a subject and then I'll like, I'll be like, this is the coolest thing because of all of these reasons. And I'll go on this like minute rant and they just like don't care. But then for me, like that's an opportunity for me to kind of check myself and like make sure that I'm. I'm teaching them about things that they're excited about. The the <laughs> what day, are you like,
1: ranting about? Like, what's so exciting?
0: Like, um, the idea, this is like some, like, theory shit, but basically um, the idea that every note in a scale has a personality – like they all want to do something and they all like, if you spend time with them and you develop a relationship with them, like you, you start to hear these different things that they like to do. And at the heart of it, like that's what harmony is, is all of these notes, like have their own will. And uh, like, just when I studied stuff like that, it it unlocked all these things for me. Um, And then I'll, I'll like teach my students about that. And they just, could not care.
1: See, to me, that sounds really cool. Like, when I hear that, I'm like, shoot, I really should have gone to music school.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, um, on the one hand, I'm super happy that I went to music school and I spent six years, just because I'm super slow at studying music, but I spent like a couple years really, really studying, really learning how to play. Um, but it's like now living in Los Angeles and trying to release records and play shows and be like a career musician, Uh you know, all that knowledge stuff, it really doesn't matter that like the common factor that I see in all of my friends succeeding or anyone that I'm not friends with who is succeeding is just all it takes is people that choose themselves. And they choose themselves to do the thing they want to do, and uh, I think if you do that for five to ten years, then eventually it just happens.
1: Ooh, I love that! You choose yourself.
0: I think I think that's what it is. Because honestly, like, I'll I'll go to show I'll go to so many shows. Yeah, and I'll go to these shows where it's full of fucking people, and everyone's super into it and i just like can't stand it and i don't understand anything like why anyone would like the shit that's going on and at the end of the day it's like i i think this person just chose themselves and they're and like everyone is everyone is reacting to that
1: Hmm. ooh i mean yeah in the artist's way she says that it's like what is it uh You're like audacious or something like you just have to have the audacity to be like, yeah, I am great.
0: Yeah, it's wild. And it's not even like, you don't even have to think you're great. You just have to fucking do it. Like I've been watching a lot of, uh, I've been watching a lot of Big Thief live videos and interviews and stuff. Incredible bands. You know, they don't they'll put themselves down musically like oh we don't really know what we're doing or whatever Mm -hmm. else but like they're out there playing and they're out there doing it there's a lot of there's a lot of musicians that i went to school with who are incredible musicians who know everything about music but they never actually choose themselves to like play or to release music or to do anything
1: Uh, ah i love it yeah I mean, I think even if you are choosing yourself, I think you have to like, you have to, uh, yeah, you just have to believe that you have something to say that people yeah. want to hear. Totally. Because, I mean, if you don't think that, then no one else will.
0: Mm. I agree.
1: I think, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a wild thing. And, made even more wild now by there not being any shows or any real music industry it's it's crazy we'll see how long it takes until venues are allowed to operate again
1: (sighs) yeah so crazy i mean another reason why i regret not going to music school is just Mm -hmm. like i wish I, I've always wanted to know more about theory. Like, definitely in high school, I had teachers who were like, oh, my God, look at this cool scale. I'm like, probably mm. like you. <laughs> you know, <somebody's> like, wow.
2: <laughs>
1: all of the, the circle of fifths, so cool. <laughs> and, yeah. and I'm like, Uh, whatever. I don't want to practice scales. It's so boring. But now, you know, as an adult, I'm like, God, I wish, like, I had honored this practice more by – really deeply understanding it. And I also kind of, I mean, and I think when I'm done with this album that I'm working on, I want to try to produce some of my own stuff. Cool. Cause I think that's really fucking cool. Like my, I love working with everybody, but I mean, by and large, a lot of the producers I've worked with and stuff like that have been guys. Hmm. And I think in my limited experience of working with women, it's always just like, Oh my God, this is so awesome. Hmm. Like, it feels so different, uh, and I can't put my finger on why exactly, but it just does. So I think it would be really cool. I don't know to try to like, and we'll see. I mean, I could get annoyed, but like to try to figure out how to produce something for myself, just, to, just totally. Because you're do- you're doing that, right? You're like home, yeah. making your own stuff.
0: Yeah, home home brew, as <laughs> as they call it.
1: Home brew.
0: Yeah, yeah. How's that? um i have stage fright for recording Hmm. like the way that the way that people with like crippling stage fright the way that they feel about going on stage i feel about recording so i'm i'm slowly overcoming that um And, uh, but the few things that I have made, I've been really, really happy with like the, uh, the three, six, five record that I made. Um, I made that with like limited time and limited resources. I basically like tracked it and mixed it in like 10 or 11 days. Um,
1: wow. What? Oh my God.
0: Yeah. It was, it was, I didn't sleep hardly at all. Um, but uh and then I just put out a cover of Wonderful World um, mm,
2: lovely.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh I recorded that at my place, but then Elias played drums and he uh recorded that at his house. Nice. Um but everything else was recorded here. Um and then I mixed that as well. And I'm I would love to like work with producers or mixing engineers but um the few times i have worked with just friends to like produce my stuff or mix my stuff it just hasn't i haven't been as happy with the end product so i think i think there will come a day where i will get connected with producers and mixing engineers that i'll be like really excited to work with um yeah but at this point with like having no money and yeah. you know, the the people that I'm connected with, um just making it at home for now.
1: That's so cool. Thanks. Like I think I mean, yeah, there's two ways to think about it, obviously. Like one way is like, oh man, like it'd be cool to have a bunch of people do it, but it's also so cool have the ability to like mix everything yourself and Mm. do it all yourself. I mean, even if it's not like the ideal different if like a mixing engineer did it, but Mm -hmm. I think just the ability to do all those things yourself is really cool.
0: Yeah. It's really nice to not, have to like rely on someone else it's like if i want to stay up all night and just get it done like it can just be done um, and i'm not like waiting on someone else but the other thing is that it's just an incredible workload so like if if there's like a hundred a hundred points is the energy points of like creating an entire like release of a song
1: Mm.
0: it's like five points is actually writing the song for me and then like (laughs) Uh, like 95 percent of the effort is recording producing and
1: maybe that's why it's like not easier for you but you're just like oh yeah i write two or three times a week because it's like less that's Mm. not like the most energy of it i guess
0: totally i wish fuck i wish if all i could do was just write songs that would be i would be so happy yeah. But, you know, I can't be happy. It's not how life works.
1: <laughs> well, I think also, like, I guess...
0: Happiness isn't an option.
1: Yeah, no. no. This is real life. This is real life, man.
0: This isn't Love is Blind. This
1: isn't Love is Blind. This is not a 10 episode. <laughs> um, I think but I, I guess also what I really like artistically is like a, a project. That's like an exercise with limitations.
0: Oh, cool. Like,
1: Yeah. Like, I think, so that is interesting. To like your three, six, five project is like an exercise mm. in limitations. Total. I actually have, I have a master's degree in education. Oh, wow. I wrote, um, yeah. And I wrote my thesis cause we had to write a thesis and I wrote it on structured creativity mm. and I studied, I mean, it, I was like, what, 23 or something and I like studied like with the you know anecdotal evidence of one random middle school class that I was in like the effects of like telling someone just like be creative just do it as opposed to like giving Mm. it a frame and a structure like oh okay here make a dog using this paper bag Mm. and like those weird limitations actually make people be more creative yeah so I think like I think it is true. I think having like a, like a, a purpose and a frame and like a, you know, an outline for something is Mm. makes something seem more purposeful. That's why I liked your project so much. I think it's really cool.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. Like if I don't have structure or I don't have limitations, I feel overwhelmed with the amount of options there are. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: That's part of the reason why, um, i've never downloaded any plugins for like logic for like my mixing stuff because it's like there's so much shit that's already on the so like if i have any more plugins i, I too many <laughs> options
1: yeah, yeah i mean that makes sense
0: yeah <laughs> yeah how was it um did you did you have to get a credential to teach yes. high school so yeah. did, so you've done a lot of you've done a lot of school. You have your your bachelor's, masters, and then a credential.
1: Well, the credential and masters was the same program. Like you got a credential cool. and a masters, and it was like a year.
0: Oh, perfect.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was nice. a it was a quick it was a quick program. Hmm. Uh, and I it was also like my fifth year essentially at UCSB, where I'd already done my undergrad. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool. It was it's. Very interesting.
0: The um, stuff that you've been writing during quarantine, is it still nonfiction?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think like even with creative writing, I've been like, oh man, I sort of stopped writing when I was like 20 something. And Mm. in the years since then, there's been a lot of things that have happened that I haven't written about. Mm. And I think you just collect experiences. I mean, I think this idea of, Um, who said this, George Eliot, this Mm. writer, um, there's this idea that you have the most things to say when you're young, right? Like Mm. when you're like 20, 22 or whatever. And I feel like, especially in music too, especially for women, like youth is so valued and it's like obsessed over and it's obviously tied to appearance and stuff. But I think like, I think yes, young people definitely have a lot of things to say, but I think you don't really figure out what you want to say until you're older. You know, I think, um, especially for creative writing and nonfiction and stuff like, what do you like when you're 20, unless you have like an insane life story, which a lot of people do. But I think even then, you know, hindsight is is pretty valuable. I think it just takes a while to figure out what you want to say. I think, I think it's so silly that I don't know that youth is so valued. I get it, but yeah, uh,
0: it's, it's interesting. I think part of it is definitely like an evolved, like, uh, reproductive viability kind of a thing, too. Maybe, yeah. like, uh, like no matter how sophisticated we become, there's always like a tiny part in our brain that's like, we gotta make babies. We gotta, mm-hmm. everybody, like, even if you actively don't wanna have children, I think that there's still a part of everyone's brain that's like, we're, 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 trying to make babies. Yeah. Um, so that, that might have a little bit to do with it, but you're totally right. I mean, there is a culture that overvalues um, youthful beauty.
1: I mean, I think it's specifically for women. It's so fucked. Like totally female musicians. Like it's, it's yeah. And I think so many women now are like, well, fuck that. Like,
2: mm.
1: or like female identifying people are like, I'm not going to subscribe to those standards. I'm not gonna, you know, and I think that's really cool, but yeah. I like, yeah, it's it's just it's fucked.
0: I hear you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you know, I'm a, I I am a man, so I don't know what it's like, but yeah. at the very least, I I hear you.
1: I feel like, um, yeah, there's this. Thing, this is a different topic, but I think mm-hmm. there's this thing uh, where. Vulnerability is very like. What do you think about this? I feel like I feel like vulnerability has almost become like a currency. Yeah, what do you think about that? Because I feel like you're a very naturally vulnerable person, hmm. and I but I feel like I mean, especially on social media and stuff, I feel like people I don't know, there's just all these. Yeah, I just think that it's become like a little bit commodified to be to, to be vulnerable and to speak truth. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's weird.
0: I agree with you. I think that when we were growing up, we were seeing kind of the end phases of like the first time in human history that people could be like superstar celebrities. Uh, so, like, we saw, we saw, like, the Madonnas of the world and the Michael Jacksons and the, you know, whoever else would like uh, Mary Kate Nashley, like, these, like, superstar celebrities that were.
1: Britney Spears.
0: Britney Spears, yeah. Like, people that were not popular because they were, like, great leaders or, like, the president or, like, something else. Like, people that were popular because um of this like performance entertainment aspect but then also this like huge machine of America that pointed you know people's attention with the television towards these like celebrities like there's something there's something about the human brain where we love to have um a like a like a point that we obsess over like these celebrities it it makes us feel so good to like give them so much power for some reason it's really weird but um i think that like the culture had experienced so much of that where they were almost like gods like they were untouchable almost extra human that um maybe we've been in like 10 years or so where it has been very surprising that some of these celebrities have like come out and been like really honest Uh with what's really going on in their lives or posting a YouTube video about, or or not even necessarily those celebrities, but then people have been hungry for anyone to be honest about anything because we've been fed so much uh, like pristine in the past mm-hmm. um so yeah i i definitely agree with you i could see i could see it swinging back the other way like in another 10 or 15 years or something like if we get to the point where everything is just so like honest and vulnerable and real and raw like we just want some sort of like an escape <laughs> and like, yeah perfect celebrity whatever um
1: i think it's funny but, yeah. too because like I mean, quarantine is made like real and raw, like inescapable. You know, yeah. everyone's just like sitting in their fucking houses, like in their <laughs> rooms, like coffee and e- eating like frozen bread. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe I think people are right now looking for a little bit more escapism. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think. That's yeah, it's.
0: A- I've I bought a PS4. I've been playing video games. It's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, fuck, yeah, this has been the coolest time before we uh before we sign off yeah, is man. is there anything else you'd like the world to know do you have any do you have any last words of wisdom for us?
1: I think stay true to yourself well, um, no I don't know uh I think. yeah i mean make some art in quarantine
2: hell yeah
1: even if you don't feel like it
0: hell yeah love it fuck yeah well we don't have to sign off the call just yet but let's sign off of podcast land do it all right thanks for listening everybody see you next time i want to know what it's like to create I do Tell me every little thing You do Raise my empty whiskey glass To the hour that just passed
2: Cause I'm glad I spent them both With you well, Feel free to plug your record Tell How to look you
0: up Feel free to share with us The words of wisdom learned With sweat and blood But before you leave There's just one thing I've saved Right
2: for you